0: You're listening to the Shit You Can't Make Up podcast, a conversation with friends, hosted by Marisol Sanchez.
1: Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for doing this with uh, me. Oh,
0: you're welcome.
1: Uh, today I have a very, 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 very special guest. And by the way, I'm not making eye contact with you because I'm looking at the audience. Okay, audio. that's okay. <laughs> can do my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I have uh, my teacher, uh, Larry Hobbs, who is... Um, are you the owner and proprietor? Yes. Of, <laughs> how Do you, do you want to say the name of the show? Of
0: Hanuman Ashtanga Yoga Shala.
1: In Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, I'm going to give you a little bit of background on Ashtanga and why um, it's different than what I think a lot of the listeners probably know about yoga. Um, So Ashtanga is a, this, and please correct me as I know you will. (laughs) Um, The way I describe it is I describe Ashtanga yoga as a discipline. It's, um, it reminds me of um, disciplines of uh, martial arts where you go to one teacher, you study um, for many, many, many years and it's a continual study and it goes from teacher to teacher to teacher. It is not something that you can go get certified in two weeks or in a weekend. Um, you are certified, or not certified, awesome. authorized, um, not only in level one, but level two Ashtanga. And you're the only person in North Carolina, right?
0: Now two. There's now two. Yeah, Johnna Smith. Yeah. Okay,
1: for a long time, it was just you. Yes. <laughs> so you went to study, you've actually studied with um, Guruji, is your first. Teacher?
0: In 2002, I met Guruji, but Sharat, his grandson, Shri Sharat, has been my teacher since 2008. He's the only teacher I've ever studied with in Mysore.
1: Okay, and you go back almost yearly Every to year. India yeah, to study? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, trip. I had seven trips, just finished my seventh trip.
1: Okay, so it's some people describe it as power yoga. I always got offended after I practiced it when people would say power yoga because I'm like that. It's so. It's, it's, not, not, power it's not power yoga. It's not power yoga. It. Okay, so let me backtrack to how we met. So I was I actually got certified to be a yoga teacher at a local yoga studio, and it was really not because I thought I wanted to be a yoga teacher, but because I wanted more. And they touched on ashtanga a little bit, but you know we've talked about it not enough. Um, and I was finding myself not like it I was in a fork in a road where I was like, I'm either going to keep doing this, um, yoga study at this center or I needed something else. And I was, I believe I was at the beginning of my separation. I don't even think I was in the divorce por- portion of my life yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I came to you at the Y and I asked, you know, could I come study with you? remember that yes that's (laughs) a long time ago a long time ago um and i had fell in love with well i fell in love and hate with the strongest tongue is not easy it's how many asanas are there
0: oh many 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 through all these series between primary intermediate advanced a b many
1: many there's a lot it's a it would take me to get through everything um a a good hour 15 minutes hour 30 minutes there's all the asanas you have to memorize which for series one remember i used to carry the piece of paper and put it under my mat cheating (laughs) it took me like seven months to memorize them um then you have to you also memorize the drishti point the drishti
0: point, vinyasa count
1: vinyasa count and um drishti point is a focal point so for every Asana, which is the pose, for every pose, there's a place where you're supposed to direct your eyesight, and there's a breath count. Um, and why that's so important in describing that is because this is where I first felt that I ever got into a meditative state. Meditative state simply being defined as going within, just going within. Um, it didn't happen initially. It, it happened, I would say, probably six months after I probably knew the sequence, um, do you remember when you would like come up behind me and I'd like jump? Freak out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's the first time for me that I ever considered myself meditating. It was, I was moving meditation, which I've heard and read and studied is found, um, in a lot of different disciplines. You know, people run and get into a meditative state, uh, long distance runners and so on. Um, so that's my history with Ashtanga <laughs> and meditation. Um, then, when I, I went to study with Sri in India a couple years later, and um, there I learned a little bit, I was more interested in learning, uh, seeing all the monks and, and being around them, how they got into meditation states. And then, you know, I did a little bit of studying with different things, but nothing worked for me as much as the moving meditation till about. A year ago, maybe um, I went to study transcendental med- meditation, and um, that's a discipline too. Yes, it it's is. It's twenty minutes a day, twice a day. Um, you meditate, and it took me longer to get into a meditative state doing that. I couldn't practice shiatsu at this point because of some personal um, issues, and going to do yoga at other places I couldn't get into that meditative state because they play music or they're talking and it's not the same like I could stretch my body but it's not I can't go with it Um, and I've asked you about meditation you you consider your Ashtanga practice your meditation
0: totally yeah I'm not one to sit so I like the movement and then the stillness Yeah, and it's like when you start your practice, you know, you, you learn the practice, then once you learn the practice, the asana, then you start refining it, and then through the refinement, you learn how to incorporate the breath with the movement, and then the focal points, the drishti point, the meditative point, the state of the pose where you're holding. And then that brings you that state of mind where you should be oblivious to everything else that goes on around you. And you're only focusing at on that one point in time as you're holding the asana.
1: It, I mean, that's what happened with me was when I got the drishti points and I was concentrating on the breath count, you, you're focusing on other things and how your body is moving into these and out of these positions that you st- I stop i stopped hearing the inner dialogue which was huge because my inner dialogue you don't curse i'm trying to be super respectful <laughs> <laughs> but um my inner dialogue was awful it was just a, a constant loop of just um negative negative feedback that was just on the loop and it wasn't even like words it's just like a feeling of unworthiness and not being strong enough and to find a and to find a meditation practice at the height of my divorce, I think was huge for me. It's a huge blessing. It's something I've always you know, look back on and go like, I, I remember, in fact, you, it, I don't know what was going on. I think it was something, we were in court, my ex-husband and I were in court or something and it was just a crappy time <laughs> and we were, I was practicing, it was just me at the shala at the time and you grabbed me by the shoulders and you're like, you're stronger, you're stronger than you think you are. Like you could... Pick up where you know I was emotionally, which was always you know huge, and I always thank you for that. So thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> they say you know that quote, um, "When the student's ready, the teacher shows up." I've always attributed that to you. Like, there's no way the me before of uh, my before my divorce, <clears throat> or the me before a shanga would have ever thought that I could do a shanga. Ever, never, ever, ever, never, never. Um, shakra-
0: shakrasana.
1: Shakrasana, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, shakrasana is this transitional asana that is. Um, I don't even think it's challenging, but I think there's this mental. It's a fear it's a fear it is it's a fear it's a fear it's a I don't know how to describe it how would you describe it like just a little
0: it's a rolling (laughs) halasana with a little push that's it that's all it is but you can ask a five year old hey do this and they'll do it and they won't think about it they're not in their heads exactly as the older we get the fear sets in you worry about you're going to get hurt and then you don't even need to try because you're going you're probably going to tweak something. Yeah. But if you just go with it and just do it because a lot of times in India like Schwartz just says do it. You just do it. You yeah. know, you take it take it for face value <laughs> and you do it. Get out of your head, go. Yep. And it happens. And then you go, Wow, I didn't realize it was Yeah. That, you know, I just get that fear out and I can do things, you know. But as long as that fear is in, that doubt sets in and if it's already there before you start, then, then, you, then you need to back off.
1: Yeah. No, I, I remember when the first time I did it, it was just sort of that moment, like, I'm going to have to curse to explain this moment.
0: Well, not <laughs> <truffing> out. because <laughs> I don't, you can
1: It was sort of like, <laughs> fuck it, I'm just going to do it. And boom, I did it. And I remember it was you and there were some other people at the show, and you were like, you did it. And I was like, yeah, I did it. And then after I did it, after I... You know, kinesthetically could feel what the. Then you ended up like in. one,
0: probably one of the smoothest chakrasanas in the shala. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it was a moment of like, like just not even facing your fears, just getting on the other side of it. Just yeah. like oh, and and I have found that repeatedly in my life that when I get to the other side of whatever I'm scared of, it's never as bad as whatever I was scared of.
0: Um, oh, totally. I think sometimes it's more of a drama issue than it actually is anything else. Yeah, and that's in a bad. lot of things in life. you like, it's like the drama that, yeah. but then you look at it it's like, eh, it really is wasn't that, that bad. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. But I, I, I think that you know, I try not. I try to get when I speak of a layman person, someone who doesn't do yoga or only their only knowledge of yoga is going to a class here or there. Like you know, they're just not. Um, And I feel like that's such a disservice to them. Like, do yoga or find a meditation practice or do something. Because when you learn to, like, be still and you learn to not listen to that inner dialogue, I think you start to live, like, a more complete life. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Oh, totally.
1: Yeah, like, the things that um, people react to now... But five years ago, I would have totally reacted to you as well. Now I don't react as much. You know, President Trump's in office. If you knew me from five years ago, you'd think I'd be, like, suicidal. <clears throat> it's not. It's not. It's like I take a deep breath, yeah. and I can, like... Check in on my senses, look around, and realize that, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is what it is it for is. now. <laughs> and it'll be gone at some point. So yeah. it's like you can't drive yourself nuts worrying about things. Because in the end, I mean, it's, it's not going to matter. It's yeah. going to be gone. Yeah. And you, life goes on. And we adapt, you know, and it's just... Yeah. Don't, don't sweat stuff that you can't have control. The only thing you can control is yourself. What you do, your actions is that's it. You you can't worry about all the other stuff around. Yeah. You can worry about your family is one thing, but worrying about what's going on everywhere else, it's like you know, you will. You'll drive yourself insane yeah. trying to do this and that and worrying about it. It's like eh, Well
1: being worried or being angry are yeah. two emotions that I
0: that's just energy wasted. I mean, you'll make yeah. yourself sick yeah. worrying about stuff like that. Yeah. So you just have to let it go and just
1: it's like a fine line though right now with the politics. Like I want to know enough to be um, informed, but I, I literally can only take maybe about five minutes of it before I'm like, okay, I'll text a friend, let me know if something happens because otherwise I just can't do it. It's just, there's not enough yoga or meditation for me. No.
0: And, then, and then it defeats your yoga practice and you're trying to stay calm, collected and, you know, and focused on what's going on with yourself. And just being a nice person, it, it it draws out that stuff is like that you don't want to be. You know, yeah. person you don't want to be. Because you're going to be angry. You're going to be.
1: Snappish.
0: Yes. Yeah, like, and, you go, and you're going to hold judgment. You know, friendships are lost mm-hmm. because of disagreements when it's like, usually it's just, it's trivial. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, they can believe what they want to believe. They can do what they want to do. But in the end, you know, you just worry about yourself. Everything else tends to take care of its own.
1: Yeah. I. Um I wanted to ask you about one thing because um, I would say Ashtanga can kind of feel puritanical, like it's you know it's a set sequence. It's you go to India, you study in Mysore, um, you find one teacher. I have found in meditation because I tried a lot of different versions of it when I when I couldn't have my Ashtanga practice, um, I I went and I like first T uh, transcendental meditation was very hard for me. It wasn't natural for me to sit still for. Uh, 20 minutes um, so I tried other things and um, you know we've talked about it there's some people that don't believe that believe meditation is this one thing it can only be done this certain way or yoga can only be done this certain way um, and I kind of disagree with that what do you think?
0: No, I think there's, there are many many types of meditation because you look there's many many meditation teachers out there but I always say that you know if you're going to study something study with someone that's just a meditator not someone that's that dabbles in everything you know they do a weekend workshop they take up meditation and all of a sudden they're teaching meditation and that's a crock I mean <laughs> I feel like look at their experience look who their teacher was research who their teacher was what they did and then if you think that that's the teacher you need to go to go and then, then you might get there and say mm, this is like there's a lot of steps I need to do to be able to get here, and I've already spent an hour, and I'm nowhere. Stop doing it. So, <laughs> so, uh, so, so you look, because there are different methods of meditation, just like there are different methods of yoga. A or yoga, totally different from Ashtanga, but similar in a lot of ways. It's and, a discipline, yeah. And so you have to, like, do the research before you seek out. Yeah. Or you may just bump into someone, and all of a sudden, you know, that's your teacher. You know, you,
1: yeah, that's true. That's I mean, it's it's true. I feel like, um, especially with the internet, there's a lot of different ways to learn stuff without a teacher. Not that I do think the teacher-student relationship is the most valuable, um, that direct. Yeah, because
0: you know the the tutorials are great, but at some point you actually need to be with someone that can visually see what you're doing and that you're not just going through the motions. Yeah. Just the fact that are you sitting proper? Are you breathing? Are you engaging? Or is your focus really there? Or are you still dancing around with your eyes and everything else? And you know, yeah. even though you're breathing, like, what are you doing? Are you truly meditating? Or are you just sitting there with your eyes closed, you know? <laughs> which, which is still
1: better than nothing. Which is fine. <laughs> it's good
0: because you do have that calmness. And then if you, know, you can just control that, but you're never going to get the mind like tall. You might get a flash.
1: Yeah, I get but getting
0: but sense. clearing everything out of your head. I mean, I find it
1: impossible. No, the best I can do is withdraw my senses, which is like I can I'll always be focusing on something. I can't be, I, I haven't, you know, hit enlightenment <laughs> or any, anywhere close to Because even it.
0: during your practice, if you listen to the breath and you find the rhythm of the breath and how smooth it is, if it changes, then you know something's not totally yeah. where it needs to be. So you have to take a step back and reconnect back to your breath. And then find that peace and calmness, in what you're doing, so it's steady and sturdy, but you know, nice and even. And you will then you'll find that peace again. Yeah. But if you, but in the practice, if your if your eyes are dancing all over the room, then you you have no focus. You just kind of jumping around your mat, and your eyes are just dancing everywhere. If I know what you're doing, and you're three rows over. Yeah. and something's not right yeah. so it's better to let's just sit like I said sit eyes closed check your posture because we do tend to slouch the longer we sit yeah. and make sure that like, from time to time check breathe and just just on one point you know you can you can think I, of your one child your child's name say your child's name say anything you say or just or just use your ears and just listen to how your breathing is you know what is your breathing doing it should be calm. It shouldn't be loud. It should just be smooth.
1: And I think a misconception of people who don't have a meditation practice is they think that you're supposed to completely be blank, like mm-hmm. just this yeah. inner peace. It's not like that. To me, actually, it feels like, in the beginning at least, it's like my brain was just racing, racing, racing. Like it was on ADD crack. Like it was sh- But then if you keep going back and you keep going back to it and you kind of just the best way I've heard it described um, I think it was on an app actually was that your mind's like the sky and thoughts are like clouds the clouds are there you just let them pass yeah
0: and And then then all of a sudden you have a clear spot
1: and then you have the, and you get the little glimpse of the clear Yeah, you sky. do. You
0: get a little glimpse, but it doesn't stay. Yeah. And but it, but it will. And the clouds come out, and they move on, really? again, and you get a little glimpse. And you may not get that glimpse. You might meditate every day for a week, not get anything. Every day for a month, and one day you go, oh, wow. you have that little aha. Uh-huh.
1: And then you get a little more energy that day. I found the, I, the biggest thing with me is my reactiveness. Like if I haven't meditated, well. <laughs> I'll be more reactive to my kids, to my surroundings, to what's happening. Um, it, but if I have it consistently, if I'm doing the exercise, if I'm breathing, if I'm practicing yoga, if I'm eating well, if I'm living my life in a balance, I'm much less reactive, I'm much more chill. And yeah. just, you know,
0: calm. So years ago, we did a, a workshop with John Scott. You know, on, and we went to Italy. And we re, it was recommended by David Kyle, a good friend. And so, you know, David said, you need to go, like, say John. And John, he had a nice way of doing things. It was very simple. And he would just call it just sitting. he just take a sit. A sit, you know. And, you know, and just breathe. And he had a little counting method. That we and it was just... Close your eyes, breathe and just prepare yourself, calm yourself before you practice. You know, and I found that's like that's like wonders. You just get your head in the game, yeah, or out of the game before you stand there and begin your practice. Yeah. And even afterwards, sit, clear it, just kind of
1: calm the energy.
0: Yeah, and just keep it calm, and then. Uh, and just think of maybe one thing that you, you did in your practice, you know, just how something felt at a certain point in time, just think of it and like, and just focus, but you can't focus on everything, you know, yeah. just at one point. And I usually just try to just go as blank as I can. My thing normally, when I sit, I just listen to my breath. I let my ears, like, like if I can hear, if it's rhythmic, smooth, natural, fine. If I find I'm trying to push the, in, you know, force the inhale, or push the exhale, then it's like, eh, I need to, like, check in.
1: See, I have, my, my practice has kind of been, I have self-modified it to a, where, <clears throat> first thing I do is I sort of sit quietly, um, but it's at my desk, and I write, I have a journal, and before I, you know, a cup of coffee or anything, just write. And usually it's what I'm grateful for, because that just put me in a, Mindset to—I don't know—it just sets the tone for my day. Now, the way I do do TM, um, but sometimes, I, I, sometimes I feel like I need the mala beads, and that to me sort of becomes more prayer-like. Mm-hmm. That's usually when I'm in an anxious state, or um, I've got worries, or I just—it's—I'm not in a good place. The mala beads and a mantra, yes. Yeah you know the best i can do and i'll i whatever i do i'm always trying i trying really really hard to just be nice to myself because you know me i'm like
0: very hard on yourself all the time (laughs) very critical of yourself
1: and if if i can't do it perfectly and i can't be that a1a student or i can't then I, i am not in my comfort zone um so in my meditation practice it's gotten to a point where i'm just as relaxed about it as i can be like and i I do it combined to me the word prayer and i think i wrote about that in the blog prayer and meditation have kind of become intertwined for me and that also started with ashtanga because the prayer portion came there's an opening and a closing to our practice and i didn't know i mean i read what the opening was but it's in sanskrit i'm not great with other languages (laughs) and um so i sort of out of respect for the practice, would say the, the chance. But in my head, I would be thinking about either intentions or prayers, like prayers for people or, or um, whatever was going on. And that translated into now with, you know, mala beads and so on. Like, I'll have to say a prayer. Like, usually there's about three people that I'm sending good love vibes to. Like, usually there are people that... <laughs> I'm pissed at or you know I'm annoyed with um but that to me meditation I know there's a quote that says something like prayer is asking uh, from source from God and meditation is receiving and to me that feels true some of some of the biggest insights I've had into my own life into my has come in my practice or sitting um there is one I just started a new uh, company. It's called Be Kind to Yourself, um, and that came from meditating because I was just listening and listening and listening, and I was like, I, "That shitty dialogue is so like, I, I've, there's no way I'm gonna be able to be love and light and peace if my inner, you know, um, fabric is full of like, you're you're a crappy person, <laughs> 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 you have a black heart, you know." So it became an issue for me to be nice to myself. Like every time I hear myself, like even this weekend, and it's not something that's fixed with meditation or yoga. It's a constant practice. Like this weekend, I forgot what day I, I didn't have the kids. It was Memorial Day weekend. And I had a, I did some day drinking, and by the time I got home, I was like,
0: day drinking, all day, day drinking, um, day drinking,
1: all day. you know, I went to bed early, and I f- was really beating myself up because I was like, you know, you should be more productive, and you could have done this, and you could have done that. And I was like, ugh, oh, you know, screw it, just go to bed, and you deserve a break, and you know, you're fine. But that's the constant dialogue that I have to have with myself and um and I think I'm doing great like I listen to people I have one of my best friends recently um was sick and the way she was talking about herself about being sick was when I was like you know this is not just me most people don't treat themselves kindly like they are so harsh to themselves and that's when I was like, you know, I have I want to work on that. I want to do something where um, people can at least start to practice something. You know, what that something is, I don't know. But that will at least start to teach them to be nice to themselves. You can't love someone else if you don't love yourself first. And most people, I feel, don't love themselves, which is kind of a sad... <laughs> Yeah. Statement. Yeah,
0: totally. I mean, really. I mean, yeah. And there's because they're just so judgmental. I mean, it's just. So.
1: And so many things, you know, so much of the subconscious gets imprinted on us before we're aware. And sometimes, like, you know, people will tell me their stories, or with the blog and the podcast, people write into me, and they'll tell me their stuff, and it there it's a perception that they have from something that happened when they were like really little, and you know. Just how they heard something or how they saw something—that's how they, that's their truth, you know. And it's—I think—I think it—it think it behooves all of us to go back and look at what those belief systems are that we have. And you'll, I think, find that most of them aren't true, like you told me, you know, many wins ago. <laughs>
0: totally. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm one of these that personally like something that happened to me when I was five it has nothing to do, to do with me at 65 you know if I can't get over something that happened at five by now man it's like I don't need to be walking around because I mean, that is just, it's just a crop. Yeah. I mean in my opinion you know that's just my thoughts but you know that doesn't define me what happened to me when I was five yeah or 10 or even 20 or 30 you know I am who I am today and that's Tomorrow's not coming back, so I just day to day.
1: Yeah, but you're tougher than the average bear. I mean, look at you. So. Well, you know, things are black or
0: white. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like you know, if you're hurt, you know, you got to get up, you got to go. You know, mm-hmm. you uh, you can't feel sorry for yourself. You know, you can lift yourself up and do whatever. Yeah. You know, you it, can't if you victim. want to, you can't make yourself a victim. You can't live, uh, and and your identity is that you were a victim of something. Yeah. Because you got to just move forward. And yeah, I you, that. And you know, you have to be tough. You have to let be like a duck. Just let the water just run over your head and go.
1: Yeah. I, the only thing I counter that is that I do think that whatever that happened to you at five, you know it. Sometimes you know people go to the worst case scenario like, Oh, you were beaten or raped or No, I'm I know someone who who's afraid has a fear because their parents told her how pretty she was all her in those years. So her biggest thing to overcome now is a is that. So I remember when she was telling me, I couldn't relate. I was like in my head, totally <laughs> judging her like poor woe is you. You you were told you were pretty <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, <it's> like, well.
1: <laughs> but to her, that's real. That's her perspective. That she's of no value other than her looks. You know. I mean? So, I think it's up to her to figure that out for her. Well,
0: then, in our society today, if you look at everything, it's always glamour. Yeah. Look at everything; it's glamour. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, you can be beautiful on the outside, I man. You can be a, just a total demon on the inside. So, yeah. it's like it's better to be pretty on the inside, and you know, than beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, you just and you are identified by your exterior instead of like how you are inside. You know, the same goes with you know with with yogis and everything else. Like, you know, just because you can do awesome, now, you can be a total butt white. Yeah, in, I have you know, other rates, in your but... life, but I, I won't say that, but you can, you know, yeah. so if you're not, at the end of the day, you know, you're just chasing the dragon, chasing Asana, just to show how everything, you know, how great you are at Asana, and you're a total jerk, yeah. that one around you, then, you know, I'd love to be the nicer guy, where people remember you and say, you know, he was a nice person, yeah. then, you know, he, that, I'm glad he's dead, you know, did you put a stake in his heart when he died to make sure yeah. he did come back, so...
1: Yeah, there's a lot of that in the community, in the yoga community. Oh, you know?
0: totally. Like
1: pretending.
0: <laughs> you know, we try to give it an ego, but then you know, we feed our egos by doing asana or showing ourselves doing this and that.
1: Yeah. Or I, see, I like. You know, the podcast is named "Shit You Can't Make Up." Yeah. The website "Shit You Can't Make Up." Um. I I write about, you know, I use curse words. I I write about sex. I. And there's this. Um, feeling amongst certain people that you know, I can't really be a yogi or spiritual or you know, because I have this, and I'm like, you know, I'm feeling pretty authentic.
0: Yeah, if, if, you're being truthful. I mean, you're not, you're not making stuff up. Yeah. I mean, you're being truthful.
1: Yeah, and I think that I mean, I'm showing warts and all. Like this is this is everything. So you know, yes.
0: You're not a phony. I mean, you're yeah. being totally one hundred percent honest when you speak. So, you know, I mean,
1: <laughs> yes, I get accused of that.
0: You know, and honesty's good. You know, even sometimes honesty hurts. Yeah. But it's better to be honest and tell people what they want to hear, just because you're afraid of how they're going to react because what they want to what they want to yeah. hear.
1: Well, this has been a great exercise, the podcast and the blog, because when people do react to it negatively, again, five years ago, I couldn't have handled that. I would have. Crawled in my bed in a fetal position, and you know, now it's sort of like, oh, well, that's your opinion, and I value Do your opinion. Do you respect opinion. it? Yeah. Um, and I always, in anything I write, be it about politics, sex, you know, meditation, yoga, I am not an expert. <laughs> um, and, well, I have to say something. <laughs> 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 but, um, but it's, I feel like I don't really promote the. The stuff I write, it's for whoever wants to find it. And then there are people who have written in who have connected to what I've written. Who, you know, there was one I wrote about, you know, watching TV, how I could use TV as a way to um, zone out, like, and not in a healthy way. And a lot of people related to that. They're like, yeah, I find myself in a depressed mood, and I'll just Netflix. You know, and I'm like, yep, I've been there.
0: Oh, um, I do that. I mean, I love it when I can just sit there and watch something totally mindless whether it makes me laugh or whatever it's just like it's it's fun and years ago in in my soul and the girls that that were staying in the house they were going like so they would go shop and they said what because we had a dish tv at mr joseph's and uh they would say what are you gonna do watch the violence channel because every time i was in there i'd watch kung fu movies and stuff you know and it was like oh you're gonna stay and watch the violence channel and i was like yeah but you know it's mindless yeah. i can watch people kick in the air and do this and do that and I'm perfectly happy with that it makes me happy watching them do totally mindless stuff
1: so there's a lot I feel like there's a lot of judgment within the yoga community a lot like more like the irony or the little secret that you know you're not as enlightened
0: as you think you are. No, and most people that I I look at, anyone that smiles all the time and is totally happy all the time, you know, I I feel it's a little phony because no one is totally blissed out all the time. There's too much other stuff going on that you're not one of those. I get angry. You know, it comes, it goes, but, you know, I get annoyed with people. You know, This is very, very true. It it (laughs) does. I get annoyed and you'll know if I'm annoyed because I can be a jerk in the shower if I'm annoyed. And so, and, and sometimes things carry over if i walk in here annoyed i'm going to be annoyed when i'm teaching so little things that i'm normally not nitpicky about i start getting anal about but and then but then the next day i am maybe yeah, back yeah. to myself so you're like a
1: sweet bear but you can be angry bear um
0: and so it but i, I don't want to but i don't worry about it because you know that's who i am i'm not wanna,
1: you're not I'm pretending. Like, you no, are was, who you are. You. And
0: I'm just, Then the next day, you know, I'm. I'll be perfectly fine. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, and I don't hold any grudges. Yeah. You know, or and you'll
1: always circle back and be like, Hey, I didn't mean to. today I? You yeah. know. And I was like, No,
0: no. You, yeah, you, know. you know. I was. A, you, know, you know, I'm usually even on Facebook. If I was like, you know, I know I was a. If I was a jerk in the other day, yeah. then you know, I was really being a jerk. But you know, that's just how it is for the day. It was jerk day.
1: <laughs> Both um, my daughter Heather and I. <clears throat> We're, I, I'm doing a much easier version of an asana practice right now, just till I work through some issues with my right arm. And so she's been coming with me because she doesn't drive. And she couldn't come at, well, she was coming like at 5.30 in the morning to study with you for a while. Which and, is
0: great for 14-year-old at the
1: time. But she, so she's been coming with me and we both kind of, la- almost every time we get in the car after, class where we're going to now we'll always kind of laugh because we have your voice in our heads um you know there's like this one girl who has an amazing like asana practice um that shows up sometimes and jumps the count like and in in this particular place they say do whatever you know Be it's your practice do whatever you need to do they're not you know strict in that manner but it still bugs the heck out of me. Like, it just bugs. It's like, you know, show respect <laughs> to the teacher. Like, I'm really disciplined in, in that way still. Um, yeah, don't jump the count. <laughs> and Heather says the same thing. She's like, I always have his voice in my head. Like, yeah, yeah, Larry does that to you. Yeah. <laughs> don't jump the count. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine.
0: That's like rolling through a red line. <laughs> You're going to get a ticket.
1: Don't do it. <laughs> You're listening. Yeah. I was, I was pretty... I was in a... Out jump no,
0: I'd rather really be a little behind and jump the yeah. Don't anticipate.
1: Yeah, that yes. funny.
0: Same way in life. Don't anticipate. Don't anticipate. Don't expect something. It may change quickly.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for doing this and for um, talking to me. I always knew I would do it. Um, have you on the call? Um, That's good.
0: No, I love your, I love your podcast. <laughs> I actually do because it's like I know that everything that comes out of your mouth. It's not going to be something that you sit there and wrote down to make it something you just want to talk off your head, off the top of your head, and say what you think. And if it pisses someone off, pisses them off. Mm -hmm. If it gives them valuable information, but I find that most people that listen, if you listen, your normal reaction may not be what you want. And you, I'm sure, you get people that that just give you a hard time about something you say, but if they Come back and they process it a while, and they go,
1: "Yeah, hey, it makes hey. sense." Like, it, yeah.
0: it makes sense, but sometimes all the information at once just boom. Yeah, you know they, they can't handle it because it's not what they want to hear. But if they just take time, break it down, and listen to it,
1: someone told it
0: me. definitely makes sense. I mean, on why people do things or why things happen, yeah. and
1: I had someone write in once saying that I don't know what I wrote. I don't remember what it was that I wrote that I was being so in. Their face with whatever I had written about that she couldn't finish reading it and then she had to come back and she's like sometimes you have to be ready to hear and, that, and that's kind of how I feel like don't come to my website <laughs> if you I'm not there to make you agree with me I'm just processing my stuff and if it helps someone else process their own stuff then that's great but. it's like listening
0: to uh, like Hannity or someone on the radio
1: Comparing me to Sean Hannity because no, I would give
0: you, up you, my no, life. No, <laughs> but no. But if you listen to a lot of these people yeah. that talk, you know, they'll say things, you know, and they'll get you. I mean, they'll get you annoyed. I mean, they'll get you angry. But then you go back and you listen, it's like, you know, he wasn't dragging me. At, you know, that that's his opinion. Yeah. On how he perceives things, you know, I may think he's totally wrong. Yeah. And he may say I'm totally wrong, but you know what? He doesn't know me, so I don't care if yeah. he thinks I'm totally wrong. That's the way I feel about it, you yeah. know. And my feelings about something is just as important as his. But I, I could care less. I'm not going to judge him like, oh yeah, you know, he's a horrible guy. You know, to me, he's comical. Yeah. I, 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 I'll listen to him here and there when he was on, but it's like, you know, I'm thinking like, man, it's because it's one of those things like, oh, it's nonsense. But then I say, oh, he might have had one good point out of one hour that he said yeah. that's was like, that made sense to say that garbage but that's his garbage i don't care because i'm not going to lose any sleep over anything he said yeah at night yeah so you know if you it's and you're always going to have people who are going to disagree with you
1: this has been a great lesson in it because the ones <clears throat> that just like the ones i get the most um negative feedback is usually the political ones. Um, or the
0: Poli- yeah politics religion and uh, cause three three of sense. my three of my th- uh, things are always like don't discuss politics don't discuss religion uh, and don't lend family members money. <laughs>
1: okay, two of the three are all about my blogs. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, I, I I I hope that when I write, it comes off as authentic. Like I'm not trying to pretend to be you know
0: no I've never ever, thought anything you've done is no. funny it always
1: uh, rings true That's,
0: yeah I kind of uh, I, I didn't like when you like took a break for a while it seemed like you had a good lull there for a while I because I was looking forward to always listening to your stuff
1: it's the thing when I get a little successful when like I, like right now um, there's about 3,000 um, people and so when when it was like 500 or anytime I hit like a mark I get scared and you know just go into my little turtle shell but now I've invested in Yeah, I like the fact
0: you you are back doing it and also the fact that you don't overload it's not like something you throw down there every single day Mm because then then it becomes like everybody else it's like give people something every now and then
1: yeah I someone told me that they enjoy binging my stuff like they won't
0: and then they'll just get and it all. At once. And then they'll
1: go in. I'm like, really? I I can't even. I don't read what I write after it's published. Like I don't. That's good. I don't go back to it. I like that.
0: You don't read your hype.
1: I, well, <laughs> I just don't. After it's up, I, I feel like it's, I gave birth to it. I, you know, because the writing is not. You know, some some of my friends have critiqued me for this, but it's like it's really what I feel like writing. It's you know I'm not working for anyone. Um, this is all me this is my little pet project so I choose what, and it's usually what's going on in my life it's very hard for me to get ahead in my writing because I don't know what I'm going to be thinking about you know three weeks from now Um, but but one last thing and then I'll bring it to a close but I wanted to ask you about um, you know one thing when it comes to like yoga or meditation or anything religion um, spirituality. Something that's happened with me is if anyone speaks in absolutes I kind of get turned off. Like The older I get the more I realize I know less. There's... <laughs> Does that make sense? Oh yes. And Totally. Um, you know when someone says this is like when I look like one of the most beautiful things about going to India that I loved was watching how the different deities are all respected. It's not like This is it. It's one true God. And if you don't respect this one true God, then you're going to, you know... There's a range from being called an infidel to death to, you know, uh, pagan, whatnot. Um, And I find that in yoga, and I find that also in, in, you know, meditation or any of the woo-woo studies that I have that everyone... Not everyone. Most people are like, this is the only way to do it, you know. And if it's not this way, it's um, not the pure... And I've, like you know you can write a million songs from eight notes you can um take one line and give it to 10 different people and they can come up with 10 different stories and i just kind of feel like spirituality is sort of that way too it's not one road or two roads i think it's infinite i think people can find it's in you i know that that i've come to that it's in us and, and but you can find that in a your own way I don't
0: know. What do you think about that? I agree. Like it's because it, it, your path is your path. There are many ways to get there, and the path you choose, it may not be someone else's path, but eventually all the roads come back to center. If you're on the right path, you know and you choose whether you're going to be on the wrong path or the right path. You know, judging right and wrong, but as far as the equality, I I I am not a religious person. I, I like going into churches and looking. I like going to temples in India. Uh, I respect everyone's religion. I don't care who you are, because that's what you believe. It makes you feel good. I like, I'll tell you, if, I can, if I can learn one little thing from each, then fine. You know, I'm not, I'm not gonna to go to church or any, or anything like that. I, I, like, I like chanting. But I feel, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's still up to me. To be a nice person. Take the time to listen to what, like, the inner self says. Yeah. And from there, I don't, I don't need anything else to, like, validate. to, to yeah, to validate me. Yeah, I, right. I feel like I'm a good person. Yeah. yeah. And I don't worry about saying, oh, you know, I'm not this, I'm not that, or whatever. And I respect our religion. Believe. Because in the end, no matter what, there is one supreme. Yeah female male both attributes so it's not just the old boys club you know there's the la- there's the ladies club too so, yeah. Yeah. so and just being just being a good person and i find you know, I, i've learned as i've gotten older that you know if you're just nice everything else falls into place
1: yeah i and think I'm it's like, easy it's, it's easier, easier
0: be. being nice than it is to try to push people and hold that. yeah that grudge, or hold that anger, that resentment towards someone. It's just easier to be nice. But yeah, being human, you know, you, you're never going to be perfect.
1: And I'm going to end it on this note. I, you know what Ashtanga did for me? It, it I forgave my mom. Like, honest to that. God, I yes. forgave my mother through my practice of Ashtanga. So if you, have listened to any... Because I
0: remember all the years you said it had been before you ever even associated or just just took that time with her.
1: I was angry with her. I hated my mother from little till, you know, probably a few years ago. Um, I blamed her for everything. And I, I had a very narrow perspective. I could not understand the way she raised me. And it was through my practice that... I, re- I just remember this one i first it happened where i just it, it happened at a teacher training first which was i started crying and just uncontrollably crying I couldn't understand it i'm not a cry i wasn't a crier before then and i didn't i couldn't tell you it wasn't something in my reality that was happening that caused me to have this like emotional release but i had this huge emotional release that happened again at the shala after i started practicing ashtanga uh, elaine was there with me i think you were in india Again, couldn't explain, couldn't tell you why. But just started crying, crying, crying. But it was through the practice and the discipline that I started listening to. And I started to see her as a single mother and started to see her as a woman and started to see her as her own individual person who was just trying to do the best she could. Um,
0: Which is what you were experiencing as well. Yeah.
1: And so, I mean, that's huge. That's a huge moment of growth for me and that came from the practice I came from my practice and my studies with you so thank you <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> my mother thanks you yeah. no she doesn't now <laughs> um, no. alright well thank you you're I, welcome
0: now we'll get you back here in the show
1: <laughs> I know I just the. Oh, I'm not practicing Ashtanga right now this side note um, and I didn't want to discuss it because you know there's that people think you know repetitive it's not It. I have some nerve damage in my right arm and that the I the one thing I know for sure at this point is that chaturangas are not my friends.
0: Don't do chaturanga.
1: <laughs> that's my heart. That's the my ego is to come back to the shala, right now. It would it. I'm not. I'm not ready. I have to. You know, it should be too hard to go from. I mean, remember I did the. I could do what is it called? Back bend, mm-hmm. come forward, chakrasana. Yeah. <laughs> My ego can't, I don't know. I, but I miss it. I do miss it. Just walking up the path. I was Mm, like, oh. we,
0: We practice to let go of the ego. I
1: know. I know. Because believe me,
0: you'll never get a trophy, uh, and I'll never give you a gold star. No. You know, it is what it is. It is what it is.
1: I know I'll I'll be back. I know you You have that sense, too. I I know you
0: will. You'll come back when you're ready. When it's. But you have to be ready, not because I want you to be here. I would love for you to be here. But, you know, when you're ready, you'll be back.
1: I just, um, yeah, I need to, I don't know what my path is taking me right now. I guess meditation.
0: <laughs> All right. Hey, hey. But because yoga can come and it can manifest itself in many different ways. It does. You know? Yeah. I mean there's many different services of yoga. If it's just about the asana, then you, it's not yoga. Mm You
1: know,
0: then you're just
1: I'm just glad I'm doing back exercise. on the mat, even yeah. though it's not here at the Shah and it's not um, you know, you you suggested the place that I'm going to now. Mm-hmm. And they were actually surprised when um, um, i said no he you know he he's like oh he's such a great guy i'm like yeah i know (laughs) um but it's just that's to me that's not like i'm not practicing yoga when i'm in those classes that's me just moving my body you know um breathing but it's not i i can't it's not the same it's not the same um as when I practiced the
0: And It's so funny because most of, most of the teachers that come here. I know, I know. Which is awesome. I mean, I, which I, I love because they have their own time to do, you know, yeah. for themselves. That's yeah, important. Which yeah. is good because they need time for themselves as well. You have to disconnect from where you're at all the time. In a work environment, you have to have your own sacred space to be.
1: Well, the, and this is going to sound really judgmental, but my personal opinion is I don't think you should call yourself a yoga teacher unless you've studied a lot of the disciplines and shang is a discipline um and i study it you know you don't have to it doesn't have to be your life practice but i mean it breaks you down it rebuilds you and i don't know how you leave a teacher training you know at the sunsbury hotel (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah you, 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 <laughs> we'll de- you definitely need you, you need some you know you need some time and grade, you need some experience and you know and that comes, that comes it yeah. does come but you do need and it's good not to dabble so much because you know like, like i said if you dig too many little holes you never get the big hole dug and yeah. at some point in time you got to commit like to dig that hole because yeah. you're not going to hit water unless you dig deep and them little shovel yeah. scoops aren't going to dig that hole to. Get that well dug to get the water out, which you want that flowing to no. find yourself. You know, no. so, but you can't. But there is some searching, like right? no matter what, you know, you're always want to search, yeah. Because if you never sought to learn anything, you just might as well just stay on your couch.
1: Yeah, that's my like biggest pet peeve with the, Western, yoga, industrial complex. Are these teacher trainings? I just i not, and I t- I'm a student of one of them. Um, I wish they would just call them something else, you know, like deepening your practice, learning about, you know,
0: What's well, self-growth, self-growth, you know, but don't different. call
1: it a teacher training because you can't. I don't think you can be a teacher after.
0: So I, I will say this. So so once in conference, you know, someone asked Sherrod about. Teach trainings. And he said, you know, every time, he said, like, no teacher training in the genre. You know, he tra- He works with his teacher specifically, This training, just working with adjustments and philosophy and it all as well, and like, and gives his thoughts. But he says, like, every time you come to your math and you practice, that's your training because you're learning about you, which you can, because unless you know and can feel, how can you teach others that's unless you know? You know, so you have to dig deep and understand that way you can relate on how what someone's going through.
1: Yeah, I am. And
0: getting assist, you know, and, and also like getting adjustments to someone. It's like you're you're getting assist, and then you pay you take notice to how your body reacts, and then you're then you look when you're assisting, and you look at what what do they need, like where what do they need to assist them? Why am I going to give them this? Don't assist just to assist, but. Assist to help them learn about themselves, and that way, if they if they're teaching or just helping, then they know that oh, this person needs this, you know. So hopefully, I can give them enough of this where they can understand. But at some point, you gotta you gotta cut that cord, and then they need to be doing it on their own.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree. I uh, I am teaching at um at my house or a friend's house. I have two friends who have one had surgery and um. Actually, both of them had surgeries, and so I've just been practicing with them on Wednesdays. So I have started to teach, but it's teaching the way I always kind of wanted to, which was not as a, a career. Because, you know, you and I have had this conversation before. I've just never felt like I had anything to teach. Like, I'm not. I'm still a student. I'll always be a student.
0: Yeah, any teacher that says they know it all, beware, because we're always students. I mm-hmm. mean, we're always students. There's, you can always learn yeah. You know, all our students, you know, and that's why, you know, I do my best to get back to India oh, every year, you know, to yeah. see my teacher, yeah, get his yeah. advice, and I love being able to go in there and talk to him, ask him questions like, what should I be doing, this and that, you know, just get his opinion, like, he might say something, I'll say, well, why are you discussing this, and he'll tell me, you know, personally, like, what it means to him and how he perceives things and talking to me, which gives me a better understanding of why he might have said something. But I always do it in private talking with him because it's a personal thing between him and I when we talk, mm-hmm. which I like that because it, we do have that connect that it's nice to get his point because I value his respect. Because if I hear him, I'm hearing things that he, same questions he probably asked his grandfather.
1: Yeah. Or what That's his right.
0: grandfather told him—a lot more wisdom than you know I'll ever have. But he—he'll
1: share it with you.
0: He had the opportunity to have someone have that guidance all through, and so I definitely always respect his pen. And, and he talks in a manner that I can understand.
1: When I um, studied with him in India, he—I um, I, joking. This was before my big forgiveness of my mother moment. Um, <laughs> I remember I was in India and I was like, oh, I, I just wanted it, I put too much on that trip, like emotionally. I wanted it to be my everything. I wanted it to like find God and, you know, let go of the path. Just, you know, and it wasn't. It was, it was, it, <laughs> it, it was God giving me um, the, you know, <laughs> the perfect example of life is life, you know, and take the beauty with the beauty and take the bad with the bad and, you know, it, it just, um, and I, I saw so many things that I appreciated. Like, you know, we went to this one temple where it it didn't feel religious or spiritual at all. It was just a lot of you know <laughs> shelling for money for blessings. And then we went to other places where you could just feel the just you know there is something about India. There is I, I don't know how to describe it, but the veil is thin yes thinner there. You. You see people in their eyes with the happiness and the about even knowing what they've gone through and been through. So there's something um, about India, though I have absolutely no desire to go back. <laughs> and, and, and
0: India is what you're either going to love it or hate it, or, get dro- or even if you hate it, the first time you go there, you're gonna. Uh, uh, at some point in time, you know, you're gonna feel like you're ready to go again. I
1: think. I want to. And then to, the
0: longer yeah. you stay, it, it, it feels more comfortable. But it is. It will. It will flip your world upside down. You know. It did. And then on a, you know, on a short trip, it's hard to do that because you get overloaded with so many different things. You know, like you said, seeing people. You know, those who have nothing are happy. Yes. You can tell in the eye, and they have nothing. They don't even know they're gonna eat that night but yet they're still and having. they'll
1: give you the clothes off their back yeah like it's
0: i mean so it's a, it's an amazing thing and then here you know it seems like in our society the white people are it's like it's always you know it's more about themselves and it's not right. about others right. a lot and it's very materialistic and Commercial. want won't 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 and so it's it's like learning to
1: i think the what kicked me in the butt in india more than anything was when I left was getting dysentery. Oh, my And then goodness. being on one of those trains for five hours with the worst case of dysentery ever. That is not... Just scarred. I think it just, you know, I, scarred me. <laughs> um, it's
0: not a way you want to end your trip.
1: No. No. No, it wasn't.
0: With Deli. No, it, wasn't.
1: <laughs> it was a nice, no, <laughs> it was a nice goodbye.
0: <laughs> goodbye, India.
1: Goodbye, <laughs> India. See so, yeah. But I do think I'll go back. Um, I want, there's lots of other places I want to go to first, um, but I do want to, I want to go back with my kids. I think everyone should experience, I, it's just a hard concept to try to explain, but the beauty of seeing, uh, um, Shiva's the tall, Mm -hmm. the tall Shiva, um, not monument, what it statue? I mean, huge. I yeah,
0: mean, the, the, the deity. The statue, deities, yes. and
1: then you go into next town, and it's a different, and it's such level of. But like you respect said earlier in the talk,
0: it's that there is so much respect for each temple because everyone, when you look, they're all. They all represent the different. It's uh, like the
1: reincarnation a, a, of the same source. Yes. That to that, you know, and I love that idea.
0: They're all act. They all have the attributes of. Yeah. Uh, yeah, or w- whatever the universal consciousness, or whatever you want to call him, Bubba, if you yeah, want to, whatever, the but universe, <laughs> whatever, but it, it is, and it's very, very respectful. Yeah,
1: I love that, and I wish I wish we had more of that because I feel like we're getting even more and more fundamentalist with, you know, that we're a Christian nation. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's I respect it, I, you know, yeah, but. I, Wish we could open up our minds to just maybe, you
0: know, yeah, and just just acceptance. Yeah. And yeah, but do be more open instead of it instead of it being warm.
1: All right, now we're really gonna say goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> now we need to really say goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah, song. <laughs> right, thank you for listening.